That drunk guy at the party was right. Everything's a simulation. On this episode of The Pour Over, Dill and Joe discuss the next episode of Westworld Season 3, The Winter Line, is poured all over. What up, listeners? Thanks for tuning in to The Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Dill. And Joe. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. But before we get into all that, let's catch up with the Pour Over Boys. What's up, man? Hey, nothing much. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Trying to stay alive out here, you know? Yes, sir. How's uh, the shelter in place? Or I don't know what Texas is calling it. How's that treating you? Ours is like, for my county, it's like a super vague, like, you should be safe. <laughs> like, I, I don't oh, know. Wow. It's very lax. Like, it doesn't really, I, I don't really know what they mean. I don't even know if they know what they mean. Mm-hmm. But I'm functionally shelter in place, just trying to stay home. But it's been good, um, as good as it can be if you're stuck at home, I guess. What, what about you? Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I think at this point, the quality of life, depending on where you are and where you live, is, is pretty pretty normal right now. I mean, mm. as opposed to, um, I don't know, I, I think it's impacting everyone differently, obviously, because of different, you know, inequities that people may be facing for sure but um yeah i was gonna say kind of in our coffee talk that i really feel like i'm on a loop now like if Mm. this is westworld like i I feel like i'm on a loop every morning it's like a reminder that the day's gonna be relatively the same yeah you know i have like my go-to spots around the house and my things to (laughs) do yeah so Yeah, life is treating me well. I'm with my um, significant other's family, and they they mm. live on a farm. Um, essentially, hey, they have egg laying hens. Yeah, so Ooh. it we're we're definitely very prepared here. Nice, you got got your eggs, got your got your animals, keep you company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice, yeah. Farmer Joe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what what you yeah. been brewing on the farm then, though? Well, we are on a steady diet of chock full of nuts. Oh, okay. Tell me more. Have, tell me more. Have you heard of that uh, coffee? I, I don't think so. It usually comes in like a like a tin can. It's usually pretty big okay. mm. and uh, pre-ground. You know, like good stuff. Sure, sure. And um, uh, it it reminds me of like Maxwell House and Folgers. Mm, mm. You know, it has that distinct workplace coffee taste. <laughs> Which is yeah, the the office awesome. taste note, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very but solid. I, <laughs> but, but, yeah, <laughs> I dig it though. I dig it. Cool, it's cool. Uh, what, what's it's been your drinkable. brew method of choice? They have a Hamilton Beach, uh, like multi brewer. So okay. it has like a single cup brew for cure eggs and stuff, and it also has mm. like a regular, um, like carafe with a full oh. kind of coffee brewer. That's fancy. I don't know if I've seen that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and they, they usually make it in the morning, so I don't, I don't usually do anything and I just nice. pour myself That's the a best. <laughs> you just wake up, coffee's made, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What about you, man? How has your coffee game been? It's been pretty good if I'm being honest. Um, mm. so I, I still got the Intelligentsia frequency blend that I talked about last time that I picked up off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And also, a couple episodes ago, I talked about Yes Please, which is like a online subscription coffee roaster kind of thing based in L.A. Okay. And so I, 
uh, inadvertently did not um, postpone my my subscription, so they sent me a second oh, bag. Yeah, that's right. Basically, the... yeah. yeah, right after I bought the Intelligentsia, so I basically got them like one or two days apart, and I was like, ah, oh, dang it. But, right. Um, yeah, but I this yes, that you please. To cancel that. Actually, yeah, yeah. It just kind of like showed up, and I was like, oh, I guess I didn't stop that, uh, mm-hmm. which is fine because this bag actually turned out to be really good. Um, oh, nice this blend. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. But it's a four coffee blend, and they got two from Ethiopia, one from okay. Peru, and one from Ecuador. Mm. Mm. And kind of some of the description. One one of the main descriptions they use is red fruit fireworks, and I would say that's wow. actually pretty accurate. That's a mouthful. Um, yeah, red fruit fireworks. So it's just like really bright and sweet at the same time, and just kind of mm-hmm. if if you're not expecting it, like the first time I brewed it, it kind of caught me off guard. Where I was like, oh, you know, like double take. Oh wow, kind of. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was good. So I'm glad um, it kind of turned out that way. And yeah, so I, I've been drinking those two. Nice. You've been going back and forth with them? Yeah, yeah. So it is good. I think we've mentioned it before, like just being able to brew different coffees so you don't drink the same one um, back to back. It's right. actually kind of nice. I mm-hmm. usually just have one bag just for the sake of freshness. But um, being able to cycle through the two is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get any zines with those beans? Yeah, yes, I did. Um, I actually got it right here. Nice. To show you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so is that the um, squirrel person? Uh, that's connected yeah, oh, to yeah, like Momofuku, Momofuku uh, the bakery thing? Yeah, yeah. So they, they interview, what's her name? Chef Jessica Koslow. Mm-hmm. Um I, I'm not very informed on the foodie scene, but she seems to be a pretty big deal. Um, so just interviewing her about her small business. She makes jam, I think, and like baked goods and other like kind of cafe stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And this is the first time like I talked about it before. They used to send a magazine every week and now they're switching to once a month. So this is their first like monthly edition. Gotcha. So, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty good. And they got the got the playlist with it. You can listen to their music. <laughs> read their magazine, drink the coffee. You know, it's a whole experience. Nice. Uh, did you get yeah. to go to... Uh, you didn't get to go to Squirrel when you're out there in California, no, right? I did I not. think that's where they're from. Yeah, uh, I think they might be... I assume they're both local to, to LA, I think. Yes, mm-hmm. Please and Squirrel. So... Okay. Yes, they know each other. Mm, okay, I take that back. I don't think they're associated with, um, like, Momofuku Momo and Milk Bar... I thought they were, but, um, cool. Nice. Yeah, man. yeah. So what would have been your coffee thoughts during this global pandemic? Right. Uh, so yeah, I just been thinking about that. I am ever more present and, um, I guess you could say aware of the nature of my reality during this time mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. my loop during, uh, yeah, this time. So just, uh, I think I I wake up around the same time each day. I like go up, get some coffee, come back down uh, in the basement, do work, and then Mm. come back up for lunch and then come back down, work Mm. some more, hang out with, um, with Hillary. And then, um, and then 
eat dinner and go to bed. So nice. I, I think it's even more feeling like I'm in a loop because I'm in the same place all the time. Yeah. Uh, as opposed, leave. yeah, like you can't even think about like going anywhere. You know what I mean? It's like your mm-hmm. mind is in the loop of like that being restricted to where you can go and all that. Um, whereas like when, when we're not in the Rona 2020 life, it's like you can talk, you can like think about and like plan things outside of your home. Mm-hmm. So it just really makes you feel like you're stuck in a loop. Yeah. 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 That's very true. And my mind's related, obviously, you know, just this new reality for us, um, is on everyone's mind, I think. And mine is just thinking about like how much I, I take for granted, I think, or I, I did or do take for granted after this, like even just normal stuff, like you said, going outside, can't do that really mm-hmm. too much anymore. You have to think about it. Whereas mm-hmm. before, you're just like, of course I'm going to go outside. <laughs> yeah. Because that's just what that's what you do. Um, so yeah, just thinking like, yeah, what are the things I took for granted before? And even, um, I don't know, like businesses and stuff too so i just want to do like little psa too like people mm-hmm. support local businesses you know like uh, i've been trying to keep up with some like coffee shops especially but just other businesses around that are having to lay off a bunch of employees closed right. locations right. those kinds of things like this is an inconvenience for a lot of us but for a lot of people it's like a real um a lot is at stake for them right so yeah. for sure and just while we're on that topic of supporting um, local businesses, um, I shared with Dill earlier this week that there's a coffee um, company. It's, I think it's a nonprofit actually in Cincinnati called Numa Coffee. Mm-hmm. It's owned by one of Hillary's good friends and oh. um, kind of mentors when she was growing up. Uh, his name is Chris, and he posted a YouTube video about uh, about a week ago um, giving out a um, offer for his website that you can order coffee there off his website for 30% off well, if you have the cancel Corona promo code. <laughs> so I believe that is the promo code. So we'll um, put that in the show notes below. We'll actually put the video there so you guys can mm-hmm. watch it and get to know um, Numa Coffee. But also um, I'm planning on ordering off of that sometime soon because we're, we're kind of mm-hmm. running, running out of coffee. Nice. And like even their regular retail prices are pretty reasonable. Yeah. yeah. I, I checked out their website. So 30% off, it's, I mean, it's a good deal. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, pretty budget. So definitely check them out if you guys are interested, listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Just support any local businesses you can. Um, yeah, people need help right now. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking about people needing help, we kind of got a little taste of that this week mm-hmm. on the West World. You know, Bernard is looking for some help. Mm-hmm. Maeve is looking for some help. And then uh, she really kind of takes it on herself. But this week we are talking about The Winter Line, which is the third episode of, uh, or second episode of the third season of West World. Um, and just so you guys, um, are kind of up to to speed, we've been talking about Westworld for a really long time and we've been referencing it and all that. And now finally season three is here. Um, Westworld is, um, set in the not so distant future. I think it's like 2050 something 
where uh, humanity has developed the technology to create human-like robots called hosts that have an ever-evolving consciousness. And some of these hosts, um, like Dolores, have become so kind of conscious and sentient that they have chosen to rebel against humankind and create a world for their own. And we are picking up in season three where basically Dolores is in the real world. She's trying to take over. We don't really know what she's doing, but uh, we're catching up with that. And also this episode, we kind of get to catch up with Maeve, who's kind of the second mm-hmm. big um, female protagonist in this show. So I guess deal without further ado, we'll kind of jump into it. I'll give a little synopsis and then we'll talk about the show. Yeah, sounds good. So um, in episode three, we, we kind of get to see Maeve. She's back in Westworld, but actually not Westworld. It's a, it's a World War II theme park called War World. And uh, it's set in Italy. They love the W's, you know. Uh, there's yeah. some more W's to come. Set in hey. um, Nazi-controlled Italy. And she finds Hector there, but he's in a different story just like she is. Um, Maeve is, like, trying to break out because obviously she's, like, still the same character we knew before. Like, she's aware of the nature of her reality. And she tries to get Hector out, but unfortunately she's unable to kind of offset his core drive in this new story and he's actually not um, sentient. It's like he reset or something. So um, she decides to just kind of go her own way. In the real world, we find Bernard, and he is, you know, once again looking for Maeve, and he um, has taken a boat to get to the South China Sea, which is supposedly where Westworld is. So he gets there, and he's looking around, and he he goes to Ford's house, and he finds... um, obviously copies of himself, but also he finds Stubbs. Uh, Stubbs is kind of injured, but he revives him, and he takes Stubbs, and they go and try to find Maeve, and they head towards the Mesa, I think. Uh, So once they get to the Mesa, they find Maeve's body, but her CPU unit is out of her head. Like, someone had come and stolen it, Um, and Bernard's still trying to figure out what's going on with his kind of system, so he plugs himself in while Stubbs fights off security because um, he's still, um, Bernard is still kind of com- concerned that Dolores has done something to corrupt his code. Uh, so then uh, as far as the Bernard storyline, him and Stubbs get back to the beach and um, Bernard rewires Stubbs to protect him at all costs. And I don't really know where they're going, but they're going somewhere. I guess they're just mm-hmm. trying to find Maeve. Um, so then Maeve... Uh, we catch back up with her, and she um, wakes up again in the lab after I think she, um, you know, commits suicide in War World, and she bumps into Lee Sizemore, and it's kind of surprising to see him. Um, unfortunately, it's not exactly him. Maeve realizes that Sizemore is actually an AI copy of himself, and she has to convince him of that fact. And then what's even more crazy is that she realizes that the entire thing is a simulation. So not only is Lee not himself, but he's also not really a host nor a like human replicated replicated human. And the, the whole world around her is like a simulation. And she finds mm-hmm. out that her mind is actually in this place in the real world where uh, these robots and, and human beings are like, keeping them in storage, I guess, to kind of keep them in a simulation. Um, Maeve is, like, super smart, so she basically um, hits these lab techs with uh, the problem of 
finding out the square root of negative one <laughs> and they start like making these calculations and then it overloads the system. So then Maeve's kind of learning, oh, you can like plant bugs in this war world to create kind of a breach in the system. <clears throat> so what she does is she controls one of the robots in the real world to break her mind out of um, this uh, containment thing that they have set up. And uh, the robots takes the takes Maeve's AI. She shuts down in the simulation and then um, the Maeve in the robot's hand makes as far as the robot can take her until the robot's gunned down by security forces. The last thing we kind of see is um, Maeve waking up, and she's supposedly in the real world in a different um, kind of outfit, and she finds herself at a new character we um, meet named Sorak. And he's um, basically trying to commission her to help stop Dolores. Um, mm-hmm. So that's basically all of the episode. Um there's a lot of things going on. I think yeah. a lot of new things that we haven't seen before. And once again, in like typical Westworld fashion, uh, just like a lot of confusion, especially with the, mm-hmm. the simulation stuff. So, whew. uh, Dale, man, what did you think about nice. this episode? Yeah, man, I thought in season three, we're going to turn a new leaf and Westworld would stop messing with our heads. But <laughs> obviously that is not the case. Um, yeah. Yeah, once like Maeve realized that she's in a simulation, I was like, ah, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Like, it's instead of timelines, it's just like everything, it's just reality, right? Right, so, like reality bending. Yeah, so I was like, please don't don't do this to me. Um, so You're that, like that, that was just okay, right. yes, yeah. I was like, I was like, there's someone on the West World staff. Like the actual writing staff is definitely like a, a con- conspiracy theorist or something. <laughs> they're like just in- influencing all this. They're like, yeah, simulation and a simulation. Everything's right, fake. Right. <laughs> um, oh so, my gosh. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. I, I so, um, cut you off. No, you're good. So definitely that, that that's not my favorite trope i feel like it's sort of a little bit of a cop-out in mm-hmm. my opinion when you can just be like everything's fake right <laughs> so um a little bit like time jumping kind of like in umbrella academy when we were talking about mm-hmm. that where mm-hmm. you can just like reset nothing's really at stake you know right um yeah so that was just okay i sort of see why they did it not really but um, that aside, I thought the aesthetics in this episode were really well done. Mm, like yeah. again, Westworld, like flexing I was about their to ability, say. yeah, world building, all that stuff. Um, and I just, I'm curious to know how much money these episodes are costing because mm-hmm. episode one, episode two, now, like these feel like super high budget things. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if that bodes well for like a season four. Like, does mm-hmm. HBO want to keep paying for this? I don't know. But well, it looked really good. It was well done. So, yeah, yeah, there was an article that was put out recently about Westworld being like the number one show on HBO or something right now. Mm. Um, obviously, because it just started again. But I don't think they're going to um, hold out on on funding this show. Uh, I mean, they even got Game of Thrones in this now, too. Like yeah. The Westeros <laughs> world. I mean, there's everything just coming together. Yeah, that was pretty funny. So I, I I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I I did not catch the like cameos in this mm-hmm. episode. But then I, I watched it in the behind the scenes after. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's pretty funny because they had they had the co creators um as like lab techs. Oh, really? I didn't. I yeah, didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So like the dragon, you know, they they like walk by the dragon or right. whatever. And the two lab techs, one of them's like, yeah, I found a buyer for this dragon host, I guess. <laughs> 
Uh, those two texts are the creators of Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. Yeah, which I, I didn't get that till later, but I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I thought it was funny when the liar, the guy playing the liar was playing the Westworld theme in front of the king yeah. and queen. I was like, <laughs> oh, man. But we're jumping ahead a little bit, but just to go back to like what you're saying about the simulation stuff. Um, yeah, it's just really interesting how they're revealing this now. I feel like mm. this could be like a huge reveal like later in the season. Mm. I don't know if I'd be more frustrated then or more frustrated now that it's like, oh, everything's a simulation. Like, I wonder if they're kind of getting this out of the way. Like, I think when you reveal it too early, it feels kind of cheap. And when you reveal it too late, you feel cheated. Yeah. You know, it's like. But. Yeah, I think reactions to this episode though i think this is sort of going to be like what was it shogun world where i think mm. most people are going to like it a lot except me and you are just going to be like haters <laughs> like yeah uh because war world was is really well done like i was saying I, like the panning shots all you know the, the costumes all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like i thought it was really well done and so because of that i think people will like it but for right. me um yeah like you said like almost as though they're just getting it out of the way, which means like ask causes me to question, was this even necessary? Right. Or are they just doing it like sort of for fun or sort of just cause they can, you mm-hmm. know, uh, which is what I felt like with Shogun world. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It know. never came back to Shogun world. I think, I mean, there's a lot of money and just think about finances. That's a lot mm-hmm. of money to invest in a totally new set to, to basically explain the point that, it's po- it's possible now for humans to create reality. Yeah. You know? At least in the mind of hosts. Yeah. So maybe like the, not war world specifically, but like the lab or whatever that Maeve's mind was kept at, maybe that'll come back into play later. I, don't I know. think so. Yeah. Um. So that would maybe make a little more sense. But yeah. still like as a whole, I feel like we're still being set up for the main storyline, you know, the Dolores, Maeve or Dolores, Serac, whatever mm-hmm. kind of confrontation. So I feel like we're still being introduced to stuff because right. this was basically like Maeve's episode, Maeve's introduction yeah. in season three. Correct. Which I think is cool. It's like kind of um, a, a nice way to jumpstart this season with starting mm. with our two big female protagonists, really our two protagonists in the show. Yeah. I would count Bernard in there as another protagonist, but yeah. um, it's cool how they had the first two episodes have mainly to deal with Dolores and Maeve and their mm-hmm. male counterparts. Right. Cause like in the first one it was, it was like Dolores and um, our, our, our new character, oh, um, Caleb, Caleb. And then in this one, it's like Maeve and Bernard. Mm-hmm. which maybe those are the duos for the rest of the season. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. could be. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I think we're like sort of ragging on war, war world and that whole arc, but I, I think it, it is like, if you just let it be, I think it's, it's fun. It's interesting. <laughs> it's sort of reminded so me. Restrained. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, it sort of reminded me like season one stuff, like when they would just really get into the whole Western theme. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're just like they they would like go rob a train or something like that, you know. Right. Um, I feel like this was one of those where you just let it be. Then like it's actually very enjoyable, mm-hmm. but it's not super consequential for the season overall. 
Yeah. Um, so maybe with these kind of one-off sort of things, you just got to take it that way. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think about Lee and c- coming mm. back, though? Were you surprised? Yeah. What, what were your, your initial reactions when you saw him? I was going to ask you about that. Um, yeah, I was definitely surprised to see him. Um, I was even more surprised that it was not him. Mm-hmm. Because I, Westworld does these things where like they just bring people back. Like they did that with um, oh, Homegirl, Elsie, or Elsa, or yeah. whatever, I forget her name. Right, and then <laughs> and then they dispose of them after that. So I don't really understand. Yep. But yep. and leads the same thing. Like this is probably the only episode he's going to be in. Yeah, because he's not. He is. He is actually gone, and they're just using his consciousness as an AI, kind of in this yeah. simulation. But he's not even really a host. So I wonder if they will continue showing his character by putting his consciousness into like a human ho- a human human hybrid like they did with mm-hmm. um who's that guy from the first second season that was in Riddle of the Sphinx um uh, like Delos's dad or something or like yeah. Delos Delos yeah 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 Delos <laughs> yeah. <Was> um, James <laughs> James Delos yeah uh but yeah I was um I was surprised to see him yeah what about what did you think yeah, like it's it's cool to have him back, you know, for for a little bit. Um, but again, like I just don't think they can sustain so many characters, which is why they just have to remove them, mm-hmm. you know. And again, it's just one of those. It's it's not consequential for the season overall. Mm-hmm. So it's cool, it's fun, it was nice. You know, maybe I'm being too critical. Maybe I'm like asking too much. <laughs> um, but I'm just like, eh, like it was fine. Yeah. Um. So, like, for just like a storyline that doesn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, it is. It is. I think I enjoyed seeing. Um. Was it Felix and Sylvester a little bit yeah. more? Like, they, I like the little they, cameo. They didn't really have any lines? Yeah, the little cameo is like okay. But Lee is like a very like he's very involved he in was this very episode. Involved. Yeah. So. Yeah, but just to see Felix and like Sylvester again, I was like, okay, cool, cool. Even though they mm-hmm. were also fake. But... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were yeah. fake for sure. Um, yeah, I feel like we kind of feel the same way that Maeve feels about Lee when she was like, "You're not real. You're mm. not Lee Sizemore. Lee Sizemore <laughs> died a good man." So yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting any stock in Lee Sizemore. Um, yeah. But before we get into um, the other half of this episode, what do you think about Maeve and her powers? and just kind of her journey this episode yeah so she oh i guess she did use her power well she tried to when she froze everyone that wasn't her power right no that was was like her overloading the intelligence yeah figuring out how to that was really her power yeah um her like intuition or whatever yeah her intelligence um so I think this season they're really building up Maeve and Dolores to be these almost like giants as mm-hmm. in terms of like people and their um, capabilities. Um, right. So like, it's interesting. I mean, this is very on brand Maeve. I think she's just, she's smart. She knows what's going on. She can tell and like read between the lines of mm-hmm. reality. Um, so it is interesting. It is fun to see, I think her figure it out. Like, there's a puzzle, there's an issue here. How can she break out of this kind of prison that right. she's found herself in? At the same time, some of the things just, like, 
came too easy at times mm-hmm. where she's just like, what's the square root of negative one? And then like, they just start getting into it. Like it's <laughs> funny. Getting, right? Yeah, it's kind of funny. There's a lot of comedic bits. And I was like, oh, where'd she even come up with that? You know, right. all of a sudden she's like hacking into the tablet, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So some of it, I feel like maybe came a little bit too easily, but as a whole, like, I, I think I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What would you think? Well, as you were talking about it, it kind of reminds me that because she's in the simulation, her powers wouldn't work because mm-hmm. she's not using her powers on hosts. She's using her yeah. powers on these AI kind of generated units or something. Um, but I think she has, I think she's the still same, she's the same Maeve as before. Because like, I mean, her, I think the term they had was bulk apprehension, apperception or something. Mm. Her intelligence or whatever was like extremely high. And it still seems that way because she's able to essentially hack the system and find a way out. Um, yeah, and I think Sorak noticed that. Like, he's probably mm-hmm. watching everything and he's trying to figure out who would be the the, the prime host to try and um, kind of combat or counteract uh, Dolores. So it turns out to be Maeve. And, and I think now he is is going to use her uh to to try and mm-hmm. um fight back whatever Dolores is trying to do in the world. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, let's get into uh Bernard and Stubbs before we get yeah. too ahead of ourselves. Dynamic duo. Yes, sir. I, I like their uh com- like kind of uh, camaraderie a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I it's definitely is interesting. I feel like this whole episode like Maeve's thing and even Bernard's thing we're like revisiting old places and even just like old themes maybe Mm -hmm. but like in a new way like Maeve realizing her reality that's kind of what the previous two seasons were even kind of about oh yeah and then Bernard he's physically going back to Westworld but it's different now and so Mm -hmm. I I think it's interesting like just to see old things in new light yeah Um, and I thought it was like super creepy when he was going back to Ford's house yeah like the music was all kind of serious and like it was all dark he was going mm-hmm. slow and like you see the place where he killed Teresa. wait like, you we got to see that like i think it was the wall there's like there's like a stain on there's the wall sta- oh i didn't notice that and then he like looked at it and i was like <laughs> mm, you know i think that's it right there um so it just kind of brings you back um, yeah and yeah and then i i enjoyed the whole yeah the duo with stubs like I feel like Stubbs just dropped off the map. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he was like the opposite of these random characters that they bring back. They just like had him and then he just disappeared and like what you know. Yeah, um, in season two. Yeah, yeah. But I, I thought he he actually w- acted really well when he first like showed up in this episode when mm-hmm. he like apparently shot himself in the head mm-hmm. and he's kind of glitching out, all that kind of yeah. stuff. I thought that was um props to the actor. Right, right, so, for sure. I wrote that yeah. down too. I thought it was hilarious how he was like kind of rebooting yeah. and like he was kind of glitching and he was like, and yeah, and he basically was like, what are you, um, what are you saying? Or he's like, what are you doing back here? Yeah. Um, I was, I wasn't sure what he was going to say. Like, I was like, fuh, fuh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like the new pairings. I think that's something you can get when seasons kind of progress. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's also good for Bernard not to have to be alone. I feel True. like I feel bad for him when he was was a butcher Bernard or whatever. Yeah. He's just out there by himself. Now he actually has a friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I'm interested to see, like, will Stubbs actually get some character development here? Mm -hmm. Um, Because they almost acknowledge it directly in this where, like, he didn't really have a purpose. Like, he he was a means to an end. Oh, that's so meta. As a host, right? Yeah. So, like, his only directive was to protect the host. (laughs) I thought it was funny, but also, like, pretty on point where... He's like, once you reach the, I, what is it? I don't know. Like, basically, once you go to the boat, I will decommission myself. Right, he's right, gonna, like, right. kill himself again. Um, <laughs> because he, he's fulfilled his purpose. Like, that's yeah. it, right? There's very stubs. He's just, like, the security guy, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my hope is that now it will turn, and then he'll actually become a character with more depth. Right. Um, but, Cause yeah, as long so we'll see. As long as Bernard is alive, we're going we're gonna to get a lot of stubs. Mm-hmm. Um, I just worry now that he's he's such a likable character. If they give him more yeah. screen time, if he if he goes, I'm gonna be pretty sad. Mm. Like if he, if he if he, I mean, I'm guessing he's gonna go with Bernard, and they're gonna be part of this Bernard Maeve Stubbs versus Dolores yeah. and Caleb thing. And I could see Stubbs maybe facing his life at some point with mm. like because he's protecting bernard right it's yeah. gonna be a point of it's gonna be it's gonna be sad when stub goes because uh, i think he's gonna go protecting bernard Ooh, making predictions mm-hmm. that, that actually does make a lot of sense though now you bring it up i'm like yeah because he's, like he's like the new lee <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's true he's like this guy you you care about him because he seems to actually be a good person and then he's gonna die <laughs> and it feels bad but i'm oh, sorry i didn't mean to bring it to that place but um so when you saw this episode did you think Stubbs and bernard were in a different timeline or not timeline but mm. different time in a different time i mean uh mm. or were you instantly like oh um they're there seeing Maeve's empty head because Maeve's head is already in the real world, you know? Mm. Cause when I first saw that, I was like, Oh, maybe there's they're they're kind of before we see Maeve because hmm. you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think one thing that Westworld has given to me is uh, distrust so <laughs> I just don't trust the show like mm-hmm. that what I see is what's happening um this episode specifically but just in general and so like once Maeve started realizing that she wasn't in reality mm-hmm. I was just like oh man they better not do that to Bernard right now like I'd be so mad <laughs> oh, right right if, like like the whole episode was just fake you know yeah um so I am led to believe that it's happening almost simultaneously, like enough where mm-hmm. like she is not there anymore. Um, at some point they come and realize that. So now they're going to go like link up somewhere in the, wor- mm-hmm. in the real world. Um, so I, I'm just cause there's not enough to go off of. I, I'm going to take them maybe at their word and maybe I'll just eat my words and be mistaken. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think they're done with the timeline hopping unless they reintroduce some type of like flashback stuff, um, right? which I don't know, could go back to some of the deeper stuff with like the hosts when they first made or Westworld. I don't know, like maybe, Um, Hmm. but I think the bulk of this will 
hopefully um, will just kind of happen in the present. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What did you think about that? Well, I guess I thought that, um, I guess I, I guess I was still thinking about Maeve in the physical form that when they saw Maeve no. without the, the CP unit that she was gone. Like she was, mm. she was dead. Um, but now that it's revealed that she's in the simulation, it would make more sense that they're both in present times and that basically her CP unit was just taken and put into that lab and the body was just like no. left there. Oh man, like if if the Stubbs Bernard was like super in the future, like mm-hmm. after everything, I I just don't right, I, right, I, right. I don't, I don't see know. how that that could work out. <laughs> Where like Maven Dolores already fought it out. It's just Bernard. Bernard like missed everything by yeah. hiding in the background. <laughs> right, right. Oh man. And like these like Chinese fishermen are just Gucci. Like they're just good. Like yeah. it's like oh what what's the world's blowing up what's wrong like we're just here fishing yeah, you want to go westworld we'll, we'll, we'll take, take you, you. to give us yeah, like yeah. some money <laughs> they're hustling yeah yeah they are they are so yeah so i'm I'm interested to see how bernard and stubbs will run into mave again mm-hmm. i'm hoping that that will happen so yeah um and then we get to see uh, what's his face Sirak. Mm-hmm. he's Good little like sneak peek. the I don't know the villain. I, I don't know. Is Dolores yeah. the villain? Is Sorak the villain? I don't know mm-hmm. who the villain is. But at least some he's like the new Delos, I guess. Where yeah. he's kinda like this background shadowy figure with right. all this money influence. And so I guess he's commissioning Maeve to try to go after Dolores. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think we just know that he's positioning himself against Dolores. And Mm -hmm. in typical Westworld fashion, it's hard to really see who the good guy is and who the bad guy is. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say with Dolores, though, I can side with her a little bit more now just Mm. because it seems like she's not just on this killing spree. Like she's just not just looking for revenge because Mm. there was a line that um, Bernard talked about how maybe Dolores like brought him back so that he could be a check on her. So oh, that yeah. he doesn't complete, so that Dolores doesn't completely enslave or destroy humanity. That he said maybe Dolores brought me back so I could like balance her out. So mm. that makes me kind of think that Dolores is becoming a little bit more like ha- having a little bit of a more of a moral compass, I guess, like mm. being a little bit more balanced as a character. And maybe you're right. Maybe Sirak is going to ultimately become kind of the the villain in this season. Hmm. So do you think that that could be the case that Dolores is actually wanting Bernard to check, like be a check on her? Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, I'm not really sure, but, um, she, she has a purpose for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a feeling she might be, she's obviously behind the whole Bernard and Stubbs thing. I hmm. think she's kind of like forward, like kind of orchestrating things mm. in the background. Um, I'm not sure why Maeve was in the simulation. At first, I thought maybe it was Dolores putting her in a simulation to keep her yeah, from getting yeah. to her. But now I'm not sure if it was actually all under Ciroc's control. Because mm. when she broke out of the um, that containment area, it was basically where Ciroc was. 
Like yeah. I think when you look at the scenery and the Spanish yeah. um, that was playing in the intercom, uh, I think Ciroc is might be of Spanish origin, and mm-hmm. he might be somewhere looks kind of tropical, you know. Yeah. So I wonder if they're all in the same place. So, anyways, I, I I'm not sure if Maeve's simulation was a result of um, Dolores's doing or Ciroc's doing. Hmm. Yeah, my interpretation was that it was Ciroc's doing, and like I I think too that the lab is wherever his house is, like mm-hmm. or if that's his house, wherever he's living, like that's the yeah. same place, um, or very close. So mm. yeah, I, it seemed like their purpose in the simulation, Lee's purpose was try to understand the forge, um, but hmm. then I guess. Yeah, what benefit does that have for Ciroc? I don't know. Or maybe he's just trying to understand more of what happened in the park. I don't know. Oh, right, right. Maybe he's just they, trying to collect They don't data. know. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because the Lee AI like was trying to get information because they just don't know what happened. Because he mm-hmm. just assumed, like, I don't know if Ciroc knew this or not, but you know, Lee assumed that Maeve opened the forge and like was able to you know, upload all the other hosts to whatever they call it, basically mm-hmm. like their heaven. Um, yeah. But then, you know, obviously that wasn't her. Right. So, yeah. So mm. I'm not quite sure. I mean, he's all about information, Ciroc. Um, cause right. He, he created Rehoboam and like, mm-hmm. they're like, it's, it's one of those, um, almost generic maybe cliche like bad guy things we're like we're trying to make a better world um yeah i I hope they don't lean too much yeah yeah yeah. i hope they don't lean too much into that but like that's ultimately his core motivation Mm -hmm, it's core Um, drive so yeah 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 oh yeah you know (laughs) again crossing uh what was real what's host what's what's human (laughs) yeah well yeah. yeah go ahead yeah, so as you can see, um, any other thoughts on this episode? And like, did did you like this episode so far? What what what's what's your feel two two episodes into the season? Right, I definitely like the first first episode better. Um, mm-hmm. I really loved learning about the real world. Yeah, uh, I shouldn't say real world because at this point, Ooh. what is the real world? That's um, right. But the human world, I guess I would say. I loved kind of learning about Caleb's um, kind of arc. Mm-hmm. And then now just, I think I'm distracted by this whole simulation thing. It's kind of throwing me off. Yeah. Um, I did really like the cinematography and like all mm-hmm. the, the Westworld flex that happens. Yep. I love the, um, the robot escape scene. That was kind of cool. Oh yeah. That I like awesome. that. That was cool. Um, so overall, I like the episode was enjoyable, but also just made me kind of confused. Mm, yeah yeah it seems about accurate for a westworld episode right as as good as we could hope for (laughs) (laughs) what did you think overall and do you have any final thoughts yeah i pretty much the same like i i enjoyed watching the episode a lot i thought it was really well done um again just like how important it will be to the season i don't think it'll be that important but it's more so just setting stuff up right and so even after watching it i was like i'm still more interested in this caleb and dolores story arc Mm, mm -hmm. maybe because it's just new also maybe because it feels like it will actually matter Mm. versus this random lab in middle of somewhere right um so yeah so i i enjoyed it like i think 
I think the season is shaping up to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And so that's all we can really ask for so early on into the season. Right. Um, yeah. Right. So I, I'm, I think episode three, they'll get back to some of the r- real world stuff. They'll mm-hmm. probably alternate between the Maeve Dolores perspectives. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm always interested to see how they portray the future. Basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm just hoping that they don't, expand on the war world stuff a little too much yeah. just like they did with the shogun world and had a whole episode Please. dedicated like show akane no mai and then after that they were yeah. still kind of in that world i was like dude we gotta, yeah. we gotta get out of here so uh anyhow i think those are some good closing thoughts man okay yeah. All right. Now we're going to end the episode like we do every week by just asking what's making us happy, trying to end on a positive note. So, Joe, what's making you happy this week? Yeah, man. Um, I guess uh, happy might not be the best word. Just feel blessed and lucky right now. Mm-hmm. You know, just being able to um, have everything we need. Um, also, spend a lot of really good time with friends and my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of, you know, these times are obviously not good. But um, mm. it kind of challenges us to uh, find the good in other 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 ways, other other spaces, places, yeah. and and things. So um, definitely taking advantage of what we can take advantage of, which is spending quality time mm-hmm. with people. And um, yeah, what about you, man? What's making you happy this week? Yeah, definitely in the same vein. Like just thinking about how. Like, even though we can't phys- physically be together, our friendships, our relationships are still there. So yes, sir. just trying to enjoy that as much as we can and really just remind ourselves of that. And so, yeah, I'm just making me happy this week. We got technology like me and you. We can still talk. We can still record. Mm-hmm. We can still watch Westworld. Yes, sir. Um, and yeah, other, just like other things like uh, playing some games like online with some friends, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff like. We we play like Jackbox. Um, if you're nice. familiar with that, we like the yeah. screen share, and then oh, I play yeah. that. I'll play on our phones. You know, it's pretty fun. There's a website where you can play code names. Oh no way! Um, and you can, yeah, yeah. So someone made. I don't know if you call it an app, but yeah, it's like a website where everyone you can just type in like the number, and it'll, it'll have the same board. Whoa! And everyone that's can dope. play. I I link it in the show notes. Okay, people can okay. go play if they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, so yeah, just finding ways like that to still stay connected um, despite physical distance. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely making me happy just to be able to still connect, still maintain the friendships. Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right, Dill. Well, it was good um, chatting with you about this latest episode mm-hmm. of Westworld. Uh, we will be getting it out a little bit late than our regular time. Um, but uh, we will try and get it out to y'all. I know you guys are really into it uh, right now. We're just trying to catch that wave, but um, mm. do have some patience with us. We've been kind of struggling to find some time. But um, yep. anyhow, I hope you're doing well, Dill, and continue to stay safe and be healthy. And uh, same for our listeners. So mm-hmm. I'll catch you later. See ya. This was a Pour Over podcast. Follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic, one word. Thanks for joining us and take care. Peace. All right.
Yeah, we did. We did it.